the Making Sense of Life podcast number 39. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton and Dr. Sunil Rahesha. Sunil, um, great to be chatting with you again. It's great to be here again, Andrew, and uh, we're, we're, we're doing this remotely as well, so um, look forward to our conversation. Yeah. The power of Skype, hey? The power of technology, yes, absolutely. <laughs> great, so today we're talking about the subject of failure. That's right, isn't it? Sunil? Absolutely, and goodness... We've had some interesting experiences trying to, to get even this, uh, this conversation, haven't we, over the last few weeks? We kept failing to, to make it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We've, one thing after another has, has, has meant that we've failed to actually have this conversation, have the, record this podcast. So finally we're here now. It's great, isn't it? And we can discuss some of the issues around failure and what we can learn from that. Absolutely. So how, how should we start? Yeah. Okay, so failure is something... I mean, it's true to say that failure happens to all of us, isn't it, Sunil? Yeah, even, even, even people that are famous, they fail as well, right? I think that's pretty the, the key thing. I mean, you know, we look at people and they appear successful um, from, from a distance. But to get where they've got, they've had to go through some tough times as well. I mean, I think, and that's for all of us. It, 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 you know, when you, read, when you look at people's on their Facebook feeds or you um, look at people from a distance, it can easily seen that they seem happy and everything's going well but everybody I think has got a story of failure some way or other um, somebody called Seth Godin said everyone has their own Mount Everest they were put on earth to climb and if you're climbing all of us have got struggles and challenges which we failed at um, if I think about my own life as well medical school was a very tough experience for me I, I, I took six years to get through medical school and the only exam I passed first time was finals Everything else was um, right. was was a failure, um, and I still remember it to this day that uh, when I started, I'd done very well at school academically and got into medical school. And the first exams we had were the anatomy exams, and this is before the time of um, your results going up on the internet. <laughs> we all had to go to this uh, board, and up the, the names of people who had passed were on the board. And I remember going to the board and looking at the names and saying, thinking, "Oh my goodness, my name is not there. There must be some kind of mistake." But uh, that was my. That never, it wasn't there because I'd failed. So um, oh. like that. So I remember that experience all these years later. Like that. And it can be. Re- it can be really painful, can't it, Sunil? Absolutely. I mean, I think that, that this is the thing: is that failure can really shake our shake us to the core and, and really challenge our very identity of, of who we are um, and what we're about. 
I know I've had some experiences of failing as well. And uh, I mean, one, one of them was similar to yours. I was at university and I crashed out after a couple of months and, and just had a bit of, bit of a breakdown and, and, and didn't think I was going to get anywhere and uh, didn't think I was going to recover that well. And, and, and here I am today, happily married and, um, you know, in a good job and, and doing well. So, you know, failure failure is something that does happen to all of us. Yes. Yes. And I think and we kid ourselves when we try to pretend that it doesn't happen. You know, you know, when I reflect on it, you know, there's there's lots of things we learn at school, but there's no one as far as I know there's no course I know of that's called how to cope with failure no one <laughs> teaches you that yeah. but uh, so, as we're going to discuss I think it's it's a really important skill to develop and and I guess it's, it's part of the human condition is it to fail as well so now well if you think about it if you think about a, a, a young a, a young baby if, if a baby is going to learn to walk they're going to have to get up and fall down a number mm. of times um, you don't say to to well it, you shouldn't say to a little bit, you know, to a little toddler, you know, you've tried to get up and walk, you know, 50 times today and you kept falling down. Don't you think you should, you should just give up? You know, you weren't made to walk. That would be ridiculous. Um, anything of lasting success and significance comes through failure. And so now what happens to us when we fail at something, psychologically, physiologically, socially even? You know, failure is... I know for me it can be very painful, very demoralising. But you know, tell me more. I mean, I suppose the issue there really is that it's how we look at it that is the key thing. Do we mm. see it as part of the stepping stone to, to like the success or, or what we want to achieve? Do we see it as a way? You know, there, there's a the classic story about um, what was it? Um, what's the guy's name? The guy who invented Edison who invented the light bulb and apparently oh, yes. he tried was it a thousand times or ten thousand times and when he was at, at number what eight hundred or nine hundred let's say it was a thousand times when he was at that nine hundred times he'd failed and a reporter went to him and said don't you think you should just give up weren't we always intended to live under just um, candlelight and he says no no um i've only i found out 800 or 900 ways not to do it so i'm closer <laughs> to, i'm closer to to my goal so it is definitely it is definitely a mindset, um, the way that you look at it. And I guess just going back to the kind of the things we can learn from from famous people. I mean, we, famous examples of people that have failed are people like, uh, for what I've read from on, on your blog, J.K. Rowling, Abraham Lincoln, people like that. Yeah. So you know, if you think about some you know famous people, I mean, J.K. Rowling, you know, incredibly famous and popular through her Harry Potter books. More than 450 million copies sold, translated into 70 languages. You know, she's one, now one of the world's richest women. But when you look at the background to her life, um, it, it is quite a different story. You know, uh, there's, there, there's a TED talk she gave at Harvard, and, and this is quoting it. She says, a mere seven years after my graduation day, I'd failed on an epic scale. An exceptionally short-lived marriage had imploded, and I was jobless, a lone parent, and as poor as it is possible to be in modern Britain without being homeless. The fears that my parents had for me and that I had for myself had both come to pass. And by every usual standard, I was the biggest failure I knew. And, you know, it, it, she really did hit rock, rock bottom. I mean, she was diagnosed with clinical depression. She seriously contemplated suicide. Mm -hmm. um, and then she says, you know, that um, everything was stripped away from her. 
but then she felt that failure allowed her to freely express her true feelings fully. And so she says, I was set free because my greatest fear had been realized and I was still alive and I still had a daughter whom I adored and I had an old typewriter, not, not, not even a computer, typewriter and a big idea. And so rock bottom became a solid foundation, which I rebuilt my life. And so, you know, so she goes through this huge failure. You know, she gets separated from her husband. She lives in a cramped apartment with her baby daughter. She can barely afford the rent. And, and, and a friend pays the £600 rent that she needs for that <laughs> month. Uh, and so she's, because she hit rock bottom, she, there was no other way except to go up. So she says, failure gave me an inner security that I had never attained by passing exams. Failure taught me things about myself that I could have learned no other way. I discovered that I had a strong will and more discipline than I suspected. I also found out that I had friends who were truly above the price of rubies. And these are her own words, what she says it. And, you know, and it, even when the book came out, it's interesting. Um, I've heard this anecdotally, is that apparently when she got her first rejection, she put it onto her fridge door and said, now I've got something that's in common with all the great writers. That's amazing. That's a great way to turn it around, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, she wasn't just one rejection. She had 12 rejections. You know, you can imagine what, what the people who rejected her now feel. The ones who sent mm. her letters saying, <laughs> sorry, your book has got no, has got no scope or no plan. I, mean, I wonder what they're thinking now, you know, because they would have had letters from her. They would have written to her and said that, that, that this is not going anywhere. J.K. Rowling is, a, is an excellent example, isn't it, Sunil, of, of someone that's, that, that, that's faced failure and... And, and, and turn it around and we'll, we'll come a bit later on to ways of turning our photos around but it's, it's a great example isn't it and and, and, and in a sense that I, I partly that's you know when we start the blog we have that quote from jk rowling that life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's sole control and mm. the humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes that's part of the inspiration mm. for her really because she's such a great example of that so, Snell, would you say that failure is always a bad thing? In itself, failure is bad, isn't it? Or, 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 or is it not? Well, again, it's, if, it, it's a story you want to tell yourself. If you want to say to yourself that failure is a bad thing, then you're absolutely right. You want to say to yourself, actually, failure is part of the process. I think the big difference is, it, it, it's making that distinction. I, I, I had a go at something and it, and it failed, versus I am a failure. Mm, yes, yeah, so identity thing there, isn't yeah. it? If you can separate what you do from who you are, then I think you can then approach failure in a healthy way. It's when we don't do that, when our identity is so tied up with what we do, that when it mm. goes wrong, we feel that's a personal attack on ourselves. That's when it gets dangerous, very dangerous. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's, it's very much about our identity and how we... How we... Put, almost put a label on ourselves as a failure sometimes where as you say if you take it as like a um almost in a binary way one or zero it's your your, your goal has been met or your goal hasn't been met rather than adding loads of stuff and emotions and and and, and guilt and shame to it then if, if we see things i think what you're saying is if we see things more kind of objectively it, it can help us through through life quite much better can't it Sonora? yeah and i think i think it's helpful you use the word binary just being sort of black and white thinking mm. that's i think the danger of it because you know that that's a hallmark of of the learned helplessness helplessness of depressive thinking you know they talk about the three p's where you feel that uh, you fail at something and then you think it's pervasive okay rather than seeing one isolated event you generalize the whole of your life because i failed at this therefore i'm a i'm a failure or mm. that's pervasive and the other p is permanent 
So because I failed here, I'll always be a failure. There's no hope. Wow. And then, um, so it's pervasive, permanent, and personal. That, it, that, that I am a failure, that the identity. The personal, pervasive, and permanent. That's where it gets really dangerous. Um, and, you know, what we're talking about is quite serious stuff. There, there's um, somebody called Simon Sinek, who has mm. uh, done a lot of TED Talks and, and is a very sort of a famous um, speaker on the whole area of um, achievement and, and, and organizational growth. And mm. he describes himself as an optimist, but he actually gives quite a sort of pessimistic view about people who he, call, who he calls baby boomers, that is, people born between um, 1946 and 1964, and, 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 and you know, I was born in 65, so stuff that. Means. But this is, this, is his, this is a quote from him, and it's quite a sobering quote. He says, disappointed and disillusioned, baby boomers are killing themselves in greater numbers than ever before. According to a, to a 2013 study by the Center for Disease Control, suicide rates among baby boomers rose nearly 30% during the last decade. That's between 2003 and 2013 making suicide one of the leading causes of death in that age group, behind only mm. cancer and heart disease. The biggest jump in suicide was among men in their 50s. This age group experienced a whopping 50% increase. With the increase of suicides among, among boomers, more people die of suicide than from car accidents. Unless we do something, my fear is that it's going to get worse. The problem is that in 20 to 30 years, when our youngest generation grow up, that, you know, people growing up now, and take charge of government business, its members will have grown up using Facebook, prescription drugs, or online support groups as their primary coping mechanisms, rather mm. than relying on real support groups. You know, that is face-to-face -face people. Biological bonds of friendship and loving relationships. I predict we will see a rise in depression, prescription drug abuse, suicide, and other antisocial behaviors. So it's quite a negative kind of view there. But I think, yeah. but I think it shows how real it is, that we have to learn how to cope with, when things go wrong. This is, this is really just... You know, as I'm as we're talking now, Sunil, I, I really feel this is really powerful that we we're discussing this now. The, the fact that in the culture and society we live in at the moment, there's so much of this mindset and this reinforcement of our of our of our failure, in a sense, leading to as you say to these suicide rates and that sort of thing. That it's really important that some truth is spoken into this, isn't it? Absolutely. Unfortunately, I don't think we hear enough of it because everybody. I think we live in a world that, that very much wants to project a very macho image that I've got it all together, I, I, I know what I'm doing. And we see that in politics, we see that um, in, you know, in, in lots of businesses and, and around the world. And, and, and that, you know, what we don't hear is then the downside of that because everyone wants to just present this very positive image about mm. themselves. I think it's also, sorry, yeah, I think it's also when you um, hear on the news about... Um, celebrities of or anyone really that that's that that's faced a bad time and perhaps uh committed suicide or something's gone wrong and and you, you hear it for a bit and then and then everyone forgets about it it's just like we, we in this consumer culture we we almost treat people as as not not as human beings in a sense but we're, we're not we're not as compassionate these days are we no i agree yeah that's right it, it, it's 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 very much um like that and I think it's, it's almost in a sense we're on the sort of bandwagon to try and just uh, just say that everything is all right um, and there's a particular narrative I think that, that's going on particularly with those in charge of the media and those mm. in media that don't quite have the resources or know how to handle that really 
because there's always because I suppose there's always when somebody fails, there's always somebody else to take their place. So you never hear about exactly. That. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, so now, there's a saying I always heard when I was growing up that um, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And that's very much to do with failure, isn't it? I mean, is, is that a helpful phrase, as simple as that? It's only, as, a, as a, often, it's only half a truth, really. That's the danger about it. Because if you like, the, another, uh, another saying which is worth thinking about is that one definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again, hoping to get a, 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 hoping to get a different result. So mm. if you keep trying, trying and trying, then yes, there, there, there is a place for that. But the phrase that you use is deliberate practice. So you need to know, work out what's actually working and do that rather than do the same thing again and again, thinking that somehow you'll break through. I mean, I've got a silly example of that from my own childhood was that when um, when I was at school, I remember we had um, an English teacher, Mr. Francis. And he used to mark our English um, English essays, and there, I, I was from a very competitive school. And the highest you could ever get for your English essay was nine out of ten. <laughs> and in my whole time at school, this is going up to A levels, you know, sixteen, seventeen. I never ever got a nine out of ten. The highest I ever got was an eight out of ten. Mm. And the, what I realise in hindsight now was I just kept trying harder and harder to write more and more interesting and imaginative stories thinking that is what would get me nine out of ten but a few years later after i left school when i looked at the essays i realized what the problem was my teacher was marking me on the grammar of the essays i was writing and because i was so preoccupied with writing a more and more amazing wonderful stories i missed the fact that he was checking the grammar and any time i made a grammar mistake he would he would knock you points And that's why I was, if you like, I mean, I wasn't really failing, but I, 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 was, I, I wasn't getting what I wanted to get. So that's the point I'm making is you've got to realize what is it that actually works and then practice. You know, in a sense, the best way is, is look at someone who's doing what you want to do. So, for mm-hmm. example, you know, if, if, if you want to, I don't know, if, if you want to, uh, to lose weight, then learn from somebody who has lost weight mm. <laughs> rather than some trying to work out a theory yourself. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Find someone who's achieved what you want to achieve and work out what they do and then practice that. There's, there's also... A... That's the key thing. Though. It's, it's a deliberate practice, not just pra- just keep trying, trying, trying. Because if you're doing the wrong thing, you'll just get to the wrong place faster. Exactly. Um, it, it's very much a case of not just, as you say, not just try, try again, but looking at the different objectives and goals you're trying to get in the first place. Where, where are you going... What's your what's your ultimate goal, isn't it? Yes, Samuel? that's right. Okay, so what's the secret to turning failure around, then, Snow? I mean, that's a bit of a big question, isn't it? But you know, I mean, what, what... it very much, I think, is is accepting that 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 you will fail, and that is part of the journey. So you know, we talked in the past about grit. We talked about resilience as well, mm. and so that they certainly. Um, feed into that. I mean, if you, you know, grit is podcast twenty-one, and uh, resilience is podcast number thirteen. But um, I, I, I give you a quote from Michael Jordan, who was probably the greatest basketball, basketball player of all time. Uh, mm. And this is his quote. It, 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 you see it banded around, but I think it's a great quote. He says, "I've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost almost three hundred games, 
26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot, and I've missed. I've failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Mm. So that, if you like, is, 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 is the secret to success, is being willing to fail, and, but, then, but to do that in a, such a way that you're willing to keep on getting up and trying again, but doing it in a way that's not... That, that, it's not, it's not putting, putting negative kind of identity on yourself, is it? Yeah, not, and it has to be the thing you, you, you're sure you're called to do as well. So, mm. you know, because I could certainly try basketball, but I would fail and fail and fail, and no matter how much I tried, it, 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 it's not going to work for me. Mm. I, I'm never going to become a Michael Jordan. Um, that's why, you know, it, it's... You know, it, it's... It, it, it's got to be very sort of... In, in keeping with the person you're called to be and mm. the gifts and skills and talents that you've been gifted with. But how can we see our failures through the eyes of faith in Christ, do you think, Sunil? Because, you know, as, as disciples of Christ, is something very important in this podcast, isn't it, that we, we try and see, see things through that perspective, through that lens? Yes, especially if you want to have a holistic view, looking at our lives in, in terms of body, mind and spirit, then I think the spiritual certainly does impact on that. Now... As disciples of Christ, we have to remember that we follow someone whose life appeared a complete failure. I mean, if you looked at the cross on Good Friday, with Jesus hanging there on the cross, the only conclusion you could come to at that point is to say that this is a complete disaster. This is a complete mm. failure. Mm. I mean, here he was, um, apparently, um, you know, on his own, betrayed, sold for 30 pieces of silver, mm. um, all his disciples have run away, no one standing there lonely, crucified. It appears the complete end, and yet the, the scriptures are very clear that actually that was that path of failure was the path to glory. Mm. And we see that obviously with the resurrection three days later, but we also see that in the whole biblical narrative, because that is what is presented again and again is that this particularly Isaiah writing 700 years before Christ talks about how the suffering servant will become the conquering king and no one could understand that for 700 years until Jesus himself came and as it were lived that out he suffered and then conquered through his death and so so the baby that came in the manger at Bethlehem the scriptures now say will come as a conquering king at the end of time it's, it's a real upside down kind of uh, <laughs> logic isn't it but it, it makes such beautiful sense yeah it? but it goes against everything that we instinctively want because we want success we want everything to go perfectly well we want to mm. there to be you know to have a, a perfect record look at what i've done of how much i've achieved and yet it's only through failures and problems that you really grow in character it's, it's only you know you know, one of the words, if you like, you know, is, is patience. And the old English word for patience is long-suffering, the ability to suffer yeah. for a long time. And, and I think we also, it's also, we must, it's, it's good to remember that we're not God. We're, we're, we, do, we do make uh, mistakes. We, we do have failures. And I think there was a quote I read recently about someone said um, um, that the reason we, humans have to sleep is to remind us that we're not God. You know, we have to... <laughs> we're finite, yes. Yes, and, and, and sleep is essential. And just looking at that, in that um, 
we've done a, we've done a podcast on that, haven't we? On um, yes, on sleep, the importance of sleep. Yeah, that's right. Podcast number thirty. Do you need more sleep? And just mm. how vital that is, really. But I think it's it's beautifully encouraging as well, isn't it? The story of of Jesus and and his death and resurrection, because when we do have failure, it's something that we can look to to think. Well, actually, in the end. It's all going to be okay if we look for an eternal perspective, and we we put our trust in Christ. But but you but you you can't rush to it too quickly. That's mm. the thing, you know. It's we 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 don't want to you know. We don't. I don't want to minimise you know any of our listeners who are going through some really difficult times. You know, trying mm. grappling with things that maybe have gone wrong that don't make sense. You know, maybe you tried really hard at something, and it's and it's and it's blown up in your face. That pain is real, um, but the key thing I think is, in terms of you know, about living in hope, and we've talked about that again on on a, on, on another podcast, that's thirty one. How can I live with hope today? Is that confidence to look into the future and say that you know life's not going the way I want, but one day it will all make sense, and that's the life of faith. Um, but it does keep going back to this issue is a where is my identity if my identity yeah. is in what I do mm. then then I, I really am on a very slippery slope because I will then take that failure very personally okay Sunil so just coming into land now could you give us maybe some tips on how we can approach failure and perhaps how we can overcome it how we can re look through a different lens can we can we can reframe the way we, we we look at failure give us give us give us give us some of your wisdom here yeah so and again a lot of it has to do with thinking really the first is on what basis does god accept me you see if i'm calling myself a disciple of christ or i'm interested in what it means to follow christ i have to understand that my natural mindset is to think that god accepts me because of the good that i do mm. and this is if you like the radical nature of the biblical gospel because it says that because of what Jesus has done I'm I'm accepted on the basis of what he has done and not on the basis of what I do so I so if you like the pressure is off I don't have to prove myself I obey God because he first loved me I don't obey in a sense to get him to love me but because he already loves me that's why I do it yeah. and so when things go wrong I can also look to Christ and see how he struggled and how he persevered on and that, in a sense, gives me the power to persevere on myself, um, knowing that anything I've gone through, he himself has gone through, in a much harder and, and much worse, worse sense than I have. Mm. And again, it's looking at what I failed at, because, again, I, we keep saying that the, the, on this issue of identity, is that there is a huge difference between saying I failed at it and I'm a failure. And if I yeah. understand the gospel, then I understand that I am at the same time both dearly loved and, de and deeply fallen as well. In a sense, I have failed already because I've failed to live up to God's standards. Mm. Um, but if I make myself the center, if I make my achievements, you know, the word that's used is if I make them into an idol, if I make those more important than God, then mm. they will always disappoint. And if you like, the idol will always come back and come back to curse me because Jesus is the only one who has died for me an idol will never die for me the idol will say that I have to submit I have to trust I have to love and serve that idol but Jesus yeah. is the one who dies for me and gives me the power to change from the inside out 
Okay, that's 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 powerful stuff, Sonal. <laughs> it's, it's life changing and radical stuff. It's, it's if we can really begin to take that in internally, it's incredible yeah. what, what, what that can do for our lives. And I think also we spoke earlier about how we need to speak truth, a lot of truth into this society and culture we live in, don't we? Yes, and and, and again, I, we hear this so little in the world around us, uh, which is so much about you know just talking about the positive and, and it's good to be positive it's good to be upbeat I don't want to say it's not it is important to be that but we also have to be realistic as well because it's only when we're honest about our failures that we can actually then grow uh, into all that God intends for us to be If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com. And could you do us a favour? Head over to iTunes to rate the programme. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to? Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drsunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now.